Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, it's another episode of the Believe in Potters Prospects Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. San Diego's number one sports podcast network. Wade, the minor leagues are back, and I'm pretty excited. I mean, it's not a great we time. We are back. The, the Padres, this is, this is not a great time in the season for the Padres. They seem like there's no one COVID-free in that dugout. And how they all got COVID, why they all weren't vaccinated, I, I don't understand. As professional athletes, I think you, whether you believe in the vaccine or not, I think you have a, a duty to your team to be safe and get vaccinated, but there's no one left. There is there is nobody left on this team that can play baseball except Machado is going to try to drag this team for the next week. And uh, I'm a little concerned, I'll be honest, but the minor leagues are back and I'm, it's been fun uh, watching highlights of all the guys in Lake Elsinore. I'm seeing lots of tin caps highlights and Chihuahua's highlights. It's been fun. No sod poodles. Uh, it's too soon, Wade. Too soon. But we do have missions highlights. You know who's on the missions this year? That would be our boy CJ. Yeah, it's the, this. You could basically call this the CJ Abrams podcast because, as a prospects podcast, who who's a more fun prospect than CJ Abrams? I know nobody. Fan, fans get f- prospect fatigue pretty quickly around here, and if you like prospects, you're familiar with the term prospect fatigue when guys are in the minors for so long and you start i mean you fall in love and then you know it's been a while how come they're not up yet and you where's okay where's the next one um but we're never gonna we're not gonna get tired of cj abrams i i think he's the best prospect in the system i know gore uh gore abrams was a discussion what, what are you guys that you is that your microwave that is my work phone sorry <laughs> sorry is that a call you need to take no it was a uh, text message it's a loud. It's a pretty loud notification. Yeah, the uh, work phone is on loud. The uh, personal phone's on vibrate. That's uh, how you know the difference. That's how you in do the it. Pocket. Yeah. Okay. Put them in different pockets. Oh yeah, two phones, but got me a few on. You know, to quote my boy, two chains. The drug phone and the and the other phone. Uh, we call it the plug phone, Ryan. Okay. The plug. The I need to rewatch the Wire. Great show. All right, wait, before we get into the rest of the show, can you give us a bet online read? Speaking of betting, we are hot, Ryan. We've been we riding uh, the uh, cheater horses coattails. Thanks to Medina Spirit. We've been hot since Medina Spirit. I love it. Haven't, haven't missed since Medina Spirit cheated. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all Fucking your sports Fucking Baffert. <laughs> bet online has you covered for all new scores and odds it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts i saw that the astros are providing furnished apartments to their minor league players this year do Red the free? astros do they do that if they didn't get caught cheating with trash cans no, I think there's zero percent chance they do that. This is a PR move. It's a great. I think it's a really good PR move. Uh, if I worked for the Astros and I was in PR or media relations or whatever, I'd be like, guys, 
this is going to be amazing PR for us. Do this. It, I know it's going to cost some money, but is it to all minor leaguers like low A through triple A? They get furnished apartments. <sighs> I, I just read I read the headline. I'll be honest. Okay. Well, but, uh, we'll do some more research and come <laughs> back next week. Uh, I love week old news. It's already probably several days old as we're as we're doing this, but I don't uh, see why more teams don't do that. How about you look it up while I talk for a little bit? You know, you look at like soccer and even their uh, like 14 year old development kids get housing. Like, why those, don't why doesn't why is that Real Madrid and Barcelona and Juventus kids like who are it's, 14? Uh, Barcelona. Yeah, <laughs> you can say they are. They're not they're not from Boston. <laughs> Barcelona uh, on today's show. We're going to do a who's who's hot segment, and that's been done by everyone. So I, I kind of need to workshop a better name for who's hot. Can we think of something maybe locally related to that? Or uh, The Astros are providing furnished apartments to their minor league players at all levels this season. The Astros have four minor league affiliates in the Sugar, the Sugarland Skeeters, the Corporate Christie Hooks, the Fayetteville Woodpeckers, and the Asheville Tourists. Love that name. I like as the well Woodpeckers. The, the, tourists is, the Tourists is hilarious. As well as the Gulf Coast League team. So they are paying for room and board for every minor leaguer. It's too bad the San Diego locals can't play the Tourists. A little crossover action. Yeah. Fierce rivalry. <laughs> That'd be a really good be my favorite rivalry Although, in sports. We'd have to play some team from Arizona, not uh from North Carolina. You know uh, what the locals should do? I, I like Loke Dogs. I think Loke Dogs should be a team name. Yeah. If I owned a minor Loke, league team, Loke Dogs. Definitely love that name. I think that's strong. So yeah, every they're providing for everyone. I mean, a lot of these towns are pretty small, my, where minor league baseball is, and I imagine a a one bedroom one bath with, you know, throw two beds in their apartment in nowheresville. What were those cities again? It is Sugarland. Okay. Corpus Strong Christie, start. Corpus Christi. Corpus Christi, Fayetteville, and Asheville. Okay. Um, don't know the real estate markets super well in all those towns, but I imagine they can find pretty reasonable accommodations on a month to month basis for, you know, two players to share an apartment. I bet yeah, that, uh, I'm sure you could get a whole complex and, you know, get what, 12 rooms in a complex and just put bunk beds in them. So many activities. The whole team could live there. And yeah, you get you get so many activities with the bunk beds. Aerobics, stretching. Do it all. Chewbacca masks. It's okay that mine's not movie quality. So the who's hot, we're going to workshop that name, but we're going to talk about some guys who are hot. Then strategy for placing the prospects. So how, how have the Padres been doing placing their prospects at different levels? How are guys across baseball being placed? How are prospects sliding into their respective levels in a year coming off of COVID? Uh, I think it was interesting. I was reading this article on MLB.com about where the top prospects are going after, you know, after spring training and then after their, alternate site work, which, which they did for about a month at the team's alternate sites and guys who missed out on development last year. So I think it's, it was, it was interesting to see where the top prospects go, who's being aggressive with their guys and who's not, who's being maybe a little more 
cautious. It says a lot about what the, what the player was able to do last year. And maybe we can just start there. So I wanted to start with this article and it begins with, you know, talking about how the, the time that players have had to develop in the minors has been affected more than, I mean, going, the only other time where baseball was affected this much was World War II, where they shut down the league literally for multiple years and you had players going to go fight in war. This was different. We were in quarantine from a pandemic. I don't know if you heard that about this way. There was a pandemic last year. It, it, players who were drafted, CJ Abrams, this is his first year of pro baseball. He, when he was drafted, he didn't get a full year of development. He got, you know, a few weeks at the end of the season. And then the pandemic happens. The league is shut down. He goes to the alternate site for a little bit. This year he gets spring training, a little more alternate site work. And it's his first full season of professional baseball. Like, how do you handle him going forward? It was interesting. So he, he was in this most aggressive tier where the Padres have been shown to be pretty aggressive with all their prospects. CJ Abrams is in double a is a 21 year old. He's in this 2019 draft class along with, you know, if you follow prospects, Bobby Witt jr. Who was drafted right before him and the tigers, Riley green. These, this is the most aggressive tier. What did you think about the Padres sending him straight to double a? I know some people were very excited and were like, Oh, we should get him a look at the major league team. You know, that can happen in rare cases, but even Tatis had, you know, years of uh, over a year of experience in the minors. Like, what did you think of Abrams getting the double A start? I love it. I, I think, you know, he he definitely deserved it. The fact that the Lake Elsinore team is no longer the high A, I think, really played a factor in that. Because That's going to screw I'm with sure. me all year, by the way. I'm going to forget I'm that. You know, who who from San Diego wouldn't have driven out to Lake Elsinore to go see C.J. Abrams play? And they're like, oh, you know, we're not going to get him there. Let's just let's just promote him to double A. And he definitely deserved it. I mean, people, like you said, even thought he was going to get a spot on the opening day roster. So put him in double A. If he struggles, send him down. But they knew he was at least double A level. And I think you even see him move up to triple A this year. Gore is in triple A, as we know, and he's had kind of up and down starts this year uh looked good some innings uh struggled with command which seems to be his, it's been his mo so far the last year and a half two years even the potter has been really aggressive with their their prospects they're not afraid to promote and push guys who they think are ready and the most famous example is fernando tatis jr and then they're not afraid to trade guys either so they've in the last year they've traded you know prospects plus guys who are pre-arbitration They've traded a full roster of guys. So we're talking like going all the way back to Taylor Trammell, Ty France, Josh Naylor. Um, those guys were all pre-arbitration uh, or prospects who haven't come up at all yet. There's a whole roster of guys out there. They're not afraid to wheel and deal prospects, and they're not afraid to be ultra aggressive with them. Guys from this last draft class, Max Meyer, Reed Detmers, uh, starting pitchers for the Marlins and Angels, respectively, also getting starts in double A. And I think that's interesting, too, because you don't see college players usually start in double A, even if they are advanced college pitchers. It's it's strange to see the starts in double in A. I think this is all related to getting bonus reps, whether the pitcher or the hitter at the alternate training site where you're seeing big leaguers 
where you're seeing other stud prospects all in one place and you're getting lots and lots of intense exposure to a talent level that is potentially above what you're used to. And some guys can really rise to the occasion when you see that. And I think that's what we saw with CJ Abrams and we haven't really necessarily seen it with Mackenzie Gore yet, but every guy is a little different. And I think it's just, it's fascinating to see where the top guys have gone and what the Padres have thought of who they have in the system and where they think they should be. And I think it speaks volumes that CJ Abrams is where he is and vice versa. Gore is a guy that we thought could be on the, the major league roster and he's not. And I don't think he's going to be up anytime soon, even though there's a perceived need. I thought, I think I was pitching this last week. I don't know if it was to you in our, our group chat or if it was on here when I did the solo show. Thanks for showing up. Um, if Gore, you know, still isn't ready. I thought, you know, if there's a, if there's a spot for him in the rotation for one week comes in, does a, does one start, you let him know beforehand, Hey, you're going down right afterwards. Maybe that eases some of the pressure off of him that gets him his first taste of the majors and, you know, something weird can happen. You know, maybe he doesn't look good right now. Potentially, I'm just totally speculating here. Maybe he doesn't feel challenged enough at the minor league level. You bring him up to the majors, give him one start, and maybe a light bulb goes off. I think that's possible. I think we've seen that before. What do you think about that uh, potential philosophy of mine? So you're saying, let me get this straight. First off, great episode last week you killed it by yourself but really thanks yeah oh yeah you're you're amazing but better without you i guess <laughs> so you are saying that you think that he's bored with triple a competition no correct? i didn't say I th- i'm j- i'm speculating this is this is reckless speculation only very reckless I, why I is he why has he seemed to have stagnated at the minor league level this could be one reason i don't know you know, only only he can tell, but I, I I don't think that it's that he's bored or looks down on the competition. Totally fair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I you know, he's he's still young and he he's going more of the old school trajectory where these top prospects don't get called up at twenty one and they come up at twenty three, twenty four. And I, I think that's what we're gonna see. I I don't think we see him at all this year. I will bet that we do see him this year. Okay. And do you think a light bulb will go off and he won't be bored? No, I bet he struggles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I bet we see him at some point this year. I would love to see him. And hopefully you get proven right. Your uh, wild speculation of theories gets proven correctly. That's what we in the biz can just hide behind is the just asking questions, you know? Right. You save yourself. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good question. way to a good way to hide your terrible takes. It's just I'm not it's not a take. I'm just asking questions. That's my that's my Tucker Carlson. Just just asking, you know. Too soon? Yeah, I we don't support Tucker Carlson on this podcast. <laughs> um so I want to talk okay, who's hot? So there's some prospects that are hot. There's also some, some prospects some older guys, we love old guys on this show. And by old, we mean guys that are still younger than us, but are flirting with 30, dirty 30, or just over 30. There's a couple guys who got called up because the Padres team has been the walking wounded or the walking COVID for the last few days. And they had to make some call-ups. Gore, not among them. But Patrick Kivlihan and John Andrioli were called up. Wade, you like 
Kivlahan or who do you, who do you like more than that of that group? I like Kivlahan better just because he hit that triple the other day in Colorado, and that is really the only time I've ever seen him. I had no idea who either of these guys were before they got called up, and then I, you know, did a quick Wikipedia search on them. You hate Wikipedia. You love you love what you're such a Wikipedia guy. Such a wiki guy, but. Kivlahan, fun fact, played college football at Rutgers for four years. And then when he didn't go to the NFL, decided to come back to Rutgers for a fifth year and played on the baseball team. And that was the right decision. I think, hey, kids, unless you're uh, – I'm blanking on – who was the number one pick by the Cardinals, the quarterback that was deciding between baseball and football? I'm blanking on his name right now. You mean by the A's? Yeah, oh, no, Card- no, number one Cardinals by the Cardinals. Football. Yeah, football, uh, confusing. Murray, right? Yeah, Kyler Murray. There you go. Um, we were talking on the show a lot about, you know, do you choose football or baseball? I think normally, if unless you're the number one guy like that, you do the Jeff Samarja and you go play baseball. I think that's the right move. But for him, yeah. if, you're the, if you're the number one pick, yeah, you play football. After one year of Rutgers baseball, he was uh, drafted in the fourth round by the Mariners. 2012 MLB draft. The MLB draft, Wade? The MLB draft, yes. Nice. Of 2012. Former Padre also first played for the Padres in 2016 and then went to Cincinnati. He's been in Arizona. He's been kind of all, all over the place. And then his, uh, was fun, in El Paso last year. Fun fact with the Padres, he did hit his first career home run off Robbie Ray and his second big league at bat. Yeah. Kivlahan's frisky. I, I like Kivlahan. Uh, I, I like, I think he's maybe like a better version of Brian O'Grady, less power, but a better all around game. I think we need guys like this on the team. Yeah, maybe. He's he's Chris Denorfia ish to me. How do you like that comp? Ooh, great comp. I think I he's love a little a, stronger though. Than I love a good Chris Denorfia. I like. I just like guys like that who do everything kind of well. Uh, gonna be. A, he's a bench player for sure. He's not you know threatening to start, but because of his age and his experience, uh, he's he's outfield Greg Garcia potentially. Yeah. He was batting 231 in six games at Triple A El Paso this year. So, not the best average, but, you know, they called him up. If Tommy Pham, for God knows what reason, is in left field one day and they're up three to two in the seventh inning, throw Kivlahan in left field, defensive replacement. Definitely. The fans have really turned on Pham, haven't they? I, ever since you uh, blasted him on the pod, the fans oh, I torched definitely him. turned. I torched him last week. And then he went to Colorado and had a bunch of hits. Hard hit rate in that series was sky high. He was squaring everything up. And I was like, oh, maybe I jinxed Tommy Pham. And then in typical Pham fashion, he goes out there and looks like a buffoon in the outfield. This is the end. This is what it looks, it looks like for Tommy Pham. Be prepared. See ya. Who's hot? Uh... I'm going to start with Robert Hassel because, I mean, I know we've talked about Hassel a lot. We talk about Abrams a lot, but Hassel in his first week hit 292, 469 OBP, walking more than he strikes out. Okay. This is from Baseball America right here. Um, Hassel wasted no time validating his high selection after starting in or after starring in instructional league last fall. Hassel began his professional career by recording five extra base hits in six games and recording more walks than strikeouts in his first week. Most notable was his power output. After being regarded as a supreme contact hitter with power questions in the draft, he slugged 708 in the first week in official games. Yeah, two and it's in, already. It's at low A, but as a high school kid, like that's what you expect to, for him to start. You start him in low A. 
And he's stealing bases, which you expect him to do a little bit of. He's two for two. He's hitting for more power than I think we expected right away. And the walks have been, I love this. If you have an advanced hit tool and you're learning to tap into your power a little bit and you're still walking a lot, and in fact, you're now walking more than you strike out, those are all big green check marks for me that I want to see in your development. And love the uh, Storm social media account manager. Whoever's running their Twitter is doing a great job. We like that guy or that that yeah. girl. Could be, yeah. That Whoever's person. doing it, keep it up. I mean, it could be a dog, I guess. I don't know. But what about an AI that just does funny social media posts? Have they have they created anything like that? I'm sure there's something out there like that. I would do that if I had a team. So my team, the Loke Dogs, would have a funny AI bot that just ran the social account that would generate random funny stuff. Just sees what the most trending word is on Twitter and tries to somehow tie it to the Loke Dogs. Yeah, like Funny Bot from South Park. Or uh, Captain Awesome <laughs> No, it wasn't Cat. It was just Awesome the the robot. Oh, that that's right. Yeah, Cartman dressed up in a cardboard box is Awesome I think there's something there. What was the kid? Well, or not the kid? What was the the AI bot that we used to talk to on um, AOL Instant Messenger? Like Smarty Kid, Smart Kid. Oh, I forget. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, though, right? Oh yeah, like everyone would have hilarious conversations with him. I admit I used to talk to that guy a lot. Yeah. <laughs> CJ Abrams in San Antonio has been hitting 320. Three doubles, one home run, two stolen bases, um, striking out, you know, nine times in 25 at bats. That's that's kind of a lot. But here's what Baseball America said about him. Yes, there was a weird gap in 2020 because of the coronavirus pandemic. But here we are nearly three years after Abrams was drafted. God, it's been that long. And he's still a career 383 hitter easily. Abrams' first week at double A did not find him or did find him striking out a bit more than normal. But otherwise, he's been excellent. Abrams showed his top scale speed on multiple occasions. A ball to uh, to right field or left field, not hit directly at the, the outfielder, gives him a shot to turn singles into doubles. His first home run of the season was on Sunday. And gives you a glimpse of his power potential as well. I remember I saw a video of this home run, opposite field ish, left center, uh, Oppo Taco for Abrams. That did he, he uh, did he bat flip? I don't think he bat flipped. No. Okay. And then one other guy I wanted to mention was Dwayne Matos. So Dwayne Matos is not a prospect household name by any means. But he's a guy that I thought we wanted to give a little love to. He was picked up by the Padres in January of 2019 as an international free agent from the Dominican Republic. He played in 2019 at rookie ball, started some games, was in the bullpen some games about half the time. Strikes out fewer guys than innings pitched, which you don't love for a starter. I would like that number to be you know, a strikeout per inning. Or slightly more, maybe slightly less. There's some, some wiggle room. But to be less than one strikeout per inning is not great. And if you're in the bullpen, too, it's especially not great. That number needs to be much higher. But doesn't walk many people. And he's had two starts this year. He's been in Lake Elsinore. Um, his first outing was a little rough. Didn't get any help defensively. He went four innings, one earned, three total runs. Gave up two home runs. Uh, but most recently against Inland Empire... 
five innings, no hits, no walks, four strikeouts through 56 pitches. And uh, I thought looked looked really good. He's 21 years old. Um, he's This is what you probably should be doing in low A if you're going to be a prospect. He's currently not ranked on any prospect boards, but the Padres have a prospect vacuum that I think a lot of guys will have the opportunity to slide into, um, especially guys like him who are international free agents from the last year or two, draft picks from the last year or two. It's going to be a free-for-all on these prospect lists. Guys, can, guys are going to slide up and down real quickly as we find out who's good and who's not. We haven't seen many of these guys play in a while, Matos being one of them. And, you know, just I think potentially a guy that can fly under the radar for a while. Remember, like Joey Lucchese didn't have a lot of prospect pedigree. I think he was a third or fourth round pick. Um, some of these guys can, can turn out to be good depth pieces. And I think Matos can be potentially one of those guys. Did you have anybody I hope we that, see him. Yeah. I hope we see him soon. Did you have anybody that you have 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 noticed the first couple of weeks of the minor league camp so far or minor league season so uh, far? Anderson Espinoza is sticking up, standing out for me. He's only pitched once. He's pitched two innings, uh, hasn't given up a run. He's the Nelson Lamette of the minor leagues. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's just great to see him back. He's uh pitching in high A Fort Wayne for the Tin Caps. Can we talk about the the Tin Caps logo? That's the the FW for Fort Wayne. Like I respect that, but the way they did it, uh, the picture was circulating on Twitter. I think we retweeted it. It, it looks like a, a pair of testicles on the hat. Like that. How does that? How does that get by the marketing department? Yeah, that's it's not a good look. I thought it was very obvious when I saw it. Yeah, like oh, that that hat has testicles on it. I, you know. I, I don't know if the marketing company was just trying to pull one over, like, yo, they're never going to accept this. <laughs> and the, uh, the tin cup's like, we love it. <laughs> they're like, really? Okay. Um, Espinosa, <laughs> two innings, three strikeouts through 26 pitches. That's what Lamette's been doing lately. I'm, I'm really worried about Lamette, but uh, Espinosa, this, I, I think he should be, it looks like they're still trying to start him. I, I understand why they want to start him. That's where most pitchers, that's where you have the most value as a pitcher, as a starter. But after, after two Tommy Johns, like, let's get the, just, let's get some value out of him. And I think the value is a high leverage reliever. So I would agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Just go one or two innings at the most. If he's a two inning guy, that's fine. I like two inning guys. Josh Hader is a two inning guy. Um, some of the best bullpen guys in baseball can, are two, three inning relievers. That was, that's been a valuable player. Melanson. Yeah, I don't know about Melanson. But he did uh, five outs uh, in the uh, first of the doubleheader the other day. I know, but that's that was atypical for him. Hasn't blown a save. True. Typical. I would like to see Anderson Espinoza in the bullpen. I'm very happy he's starting, and I'm anxious to see what he can do. It's only been one start. It was a good start. I want him in the bullpen. I'm fine with that. I think he'd be very good in the bullpen for us. And this is the last year I think we we have to decide if Lamette's in the bullpen or not. We're gonna. I think we're gonna try to keep starting him. Eventually, I imagine we're gonna get the the pitch count up. I hope. <laughs> or what? Are, what are we doing? I think he's destined for the bullpen also. And that, that's not the worst Ouch. thing in the world. I don't think that's the worst thing. I don't see that yet. No, I don't that's see. It. I don't see it yet. I think this is his last year. 
to prove he can stay healthy and be a starter. I think you're going to get some slack on Twitter for that take. That's fine. They, they're allowed it's to do. It's just a question though, right? <laughs> just asking questions. <laughs> Did Jewish space lasers start the wildfires in California? I don't know. I'm just asking questions, Wade. <laughs> Uh, that's going to do it for us. So recapping the minor leagues, we're going to talk more about the minor leagues next week, uh, get some more data into our spreadsheets and more stuff to talk about. In the meantime, thank you all for listening. Please follow the show's Twitter account at Friar Farmhands. And if you enjoy the show, subscribe. We're on all your favorite platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast. Please leave your comments, questions, concerns, and your rating of the show on all platforms. You've been listening to Believe in Padres Prospects on the Believe Podcast Network, San Diego's number one sports podcast network. I'm Ryan Hart. That was Wade. Talk to you next week. Keep cheating, Baffert. Keep cheating. Just move on toward your destination. Though you may find from time to time. You have Zoom? It's recording now. Jesus. Okay. I just needed to threaten Zoom, I guess. And it's like, okay, we'll work. <laughs> it, it heard Zoom and was like, okay. <laughs> Guys, they're trying to start Zoom now. Let it work. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.